0: The British Touring Car Championship rolls into Silverstone on the roller coaster that heads down to the finale at Brands Hatch. We're in the serious bit of the season now, David, aren't we?
1: We are, and I'm interested to see whether the calendar this year makes any difference to the way people race here, because not last year, admittedly, because that was, as we know, rather affected by the circumstances. But this year, Silverstone is not the penultimate round. Normally it is, so quite often, although Silverstone gives good racing a lot of people get here and they're trying to keep out of trouble and bank points, it's not a weekend for heroics, well we've got of course Donington still to go and then we get to Brands Hatch, so I mean you could argue that the championship is what the championship is and people go for it come what may, but I'm just interested to see whether the the, the slight difference in the the, the calendar this year makes any odds to the, the racing, I think this is a great circuit, lots of people, certainly the drivers disagree with me because they say oh it's boring, it's short, it's a triangle, but because of the nature of it a short lap you've got beckett's where you can do overtaking you've got brooklands and nuffield where you can do overtaking well that's half your lap um, and it's wide it's it's a formula one circuit it's got good width and therefore you can get two three cars abreast and that all gives for good racing so i think this is normally one of the highlights of the year
0: just before we look at uh, potential heroes and zeros for this weekend uh, a quick look back at croft um which was interesting wasn't it from i guess driving standards perspective again the tyres that were on the inside of some of the fast corners it was just a bit bonkers again
1: (laughs) it was and as ever it threw up surprises and you could argue that Aidan Moffat was one of those surprises and it was a good surprise and it was undoubtedly the best weekend he's ever produced in the championship Pole win second was it sixth in the third race I mean outstanding and you think why can't he do that all the time now that he's done it Excuse me. Maybe that's unlocked something that, that that will make him think, yeah, I can do this. Because he's always been a bit in the shadow of other people. Um, uh, experience starts to tell. And certainly working with Ash Sutton and Ash helping him. You know, Ash was one of the first people to run over and say, well done, which was really good to see. Um, in terms of the racing, yeah, it was, it was what Croft generates. Um, and, you know, there was that section wasn't there from the S's down through Barcroft Sunny all the way up around the complex where because the road flows you can be on the inside for one which is the outside for the other the complex is always a pinch point and we had a few people unlucky Uh, Tom Oliphant got involved in scrapes so did Rory Butcher as, as examples now we come here, which is a different ball game altogether. But for the championship point of view, it was interesting. Tom Ingram, having gone into the weekend being pretty downbeat, 22nd or whatever he was, you know, really a long way back in qualifying, got two fourth places out of it. Um, it didn't help him in terms of closing much on our son, but you know, he turned his weekend around. And so it ain't over till it's over.
0: Yeah, a great weekend uh, for Jake Hill, obviously, and uh, King of Croft. Uh, he's called himself that now, hasn't he? Which he admitted in his interview with uh, with Louise. Uh, but Colin... And I said to him, uh, you know, the previous round, he
1: seemed to have his mojo back. And he said,
0: I never lost it. We just couldn't find that oh. extra tenth.
1: And because Colin has a way of racing that's so modest, so understated, and it's not a criticism, but, uh, you know, he just gets on with it quietly. And banks the points and he, he knows how to win this championship and he's not going to put himself in jeopardy for the sake of finishing 7th rather than 8th yeah. you know, he's going to bank the points and there are others an Ingram a Sutton uh, for example who are exciting people to watch Colin is not as exciting but yet he knows how to bank points and he knows how to keep out of jeopardy like I say and so you, you rule him out at your peril
0: it's interesting also just finally for, for croft um given that there was only a week between croft and coming to silverstone uh, there was a lot of i know rubbing is racing it's one of the
1: one of the things we always say yeah. about the touring cars isn't it but there was some quite robust moves surprisingly robust really and it goes to show doesn't it that why, why i would never want to run a team in this because it doesn't matter what you say to your driver about keep out of trouble bank points they're racers uh, and we've, we have battles between teammates. Um, I was out running last night with a, a mate of mine who's a, 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 a touring car fan, uh, by necessity really, because he has to put up with it with me and he knows um, Christian Dick at Speedworks. And he said, What was going on when the two Toyotas were, were racing against each other? You know, that's, that's not meant to happen, is it? Because, of course, there was a, a brief period where those two got themselves together. Um, You've made the point already. We're coming to the business end of the championship. So much as people do need to bank points, where there is an opportunity for people to bank a few more, some drivers are going to take that. Now, there you've got that double-edged sword. Do you bank fewer and be safe, or or, or do you you try for one more place that might only be another point or two points? But you could find yourself in strife through doing it. And that's where partly experience answers the question, and, and partly why the championship is so good because you've got that different mindset of drivers You know, we talked about it last year with Ash Sutton and now he's got a a safe word uh, because of his drivers at Croft last year with with Jake Hill I don't think he's needed it this year but uh, some drivers want to push for every place others, Colin Turkington I'm not saying give up, far from it but he knows exactly what he's got to do to win a championship and that's how many points you have at the end of round 30 not halfway through the year. You've already mentioned that uh, Silverstone,
0: this national circuit, divides opinion. I'm always always minded that Silverstone here has about what's four corners effectively, doesn't it? Not dissimilar in a way to Brands Hatch in uh, you know the, the the short circuit there, and therefore the teams have to think differently for this round, don't they? Uh,
1: they do a little bit, and it's a short lap, obviously, and that makes qualifying quite intense because managing the traffic like at Knockhill, like at Brands Indy is, is all part and parcel I think where the teams are frustrated is that, that unlike those short circuits this is flat hmm. and therefore it's it's perceived as being wide and flat and a bit featureless but actually the racing you, you, no matter what you come and watch on the national circuit here whether it's touring cars or, or club racing it generates good racing the, the Silverstone club circuit of old um, was literally a triangle i mean you know the, the wellington straight that we now have um in days of yore that used to link into woodcut corner so it was virtually triangular in its shape some of the best racing because it was a slip streamer with hard braking into a right hander at the end of the lap you've, you've, you've got that to an extent now going into Brooklands, but you make a move at Brooklands, it might work but if it doesn't then that battle carries on all the way around luffield all the way into woodcut maybe even into cop's corner well that's a third of your lap gone so it does generate good racing this place Who,
0: in your mind, are likely to be the top performers here this weekend?
1: You have to go with Ash Sutton. You have to go with Colin Turkington. Uh, I think Gordon Shedden, now that he's had yet another second place, uh, going back to your point about Mojo, I don't think he ever lost it, but I think he is going to be looking to maintain that momentum. I think Dan Rowbottom had a, a couple of bad weekends, and the pace is there, but he's going to want to put that back on an even keel um tom ingram can't be ruled out around here nor can josh cook um you know that's that's a good six or seven drivers isn't it that are all up there fighting and i don't know what the weather forecast is yet but silverstone and its weather can always throw another surprise into the mix as well so if you gamble on the right tires for the right race you never know there's there's two or three four five maybe drivers who need a,
0: a 50 point weekend don't they
1: yes but it's not easy to do and that's the problem because a other people want that 50 point weekend uh and b it's a short lap and you know we've seen in the past go back three four seasons this was where colin turkington had a a bad weekend and got drilled coming out of Loughfield, and suddenly found himself on the back foot um because it's a short frantic lap you're as much in the lap of everybody else's antics as, as trying to control your own race um keep banging on about banking points uh, makes it sound as though I'm advocating dull racing and I'm not but you will find that there are drivers that, that are after the points and they're not going to push unless they're absolutely dead set that they, they've got that car pace and the, the gaps are there in terms of overtaking because of the width of the circuit this might make life a little bit easier but history doesn't really say that, does it? Go and ask Rory Butcher from last year, go and ask Colin Turkington from yeah. seasons past as well, and others. Um, it, it normally generates some surprises. You know, was it two years on the row we had Rob Collard either in a big accident yeah. or on his yeah. head or both? And uh, you know, Beckett's has proved to be with that that, that fast, you know, cops is a much quicker corner than ever it used to be. Yeah. Plus, you've got the runoff tarmac on the outside, so you're arriving at Beckett's much, much faster, and it's a dive up the inside. And if you get a bit squeezed and you put two wheels on the grass then anything can happen so yeah I go into this weekend really looking forward to it because I think we are in for a few more surprises and it could well be one of those weekends where when we're talking at Brown's hatch and a driver is no longer in the equation we say oh yes but at Silverstone remember dot 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 um it's going to be interesting to see how this really shakes up the whole outcome of the championship
0: uh, good point because we always go into brands hatch or have done for, for the last goodness knows more than a double handful of years mm. with it going down to the wire mm. um, and that being the decider are we, are we likely to leave Silverstone with a much clearer idea of, of who might be lifting the trophy at the end of the season
1: no, is the short answer, because it's the BTCC, and anything can happen. And you've still got then three more races at Donington to get round before you get to Brands Hatch. And again, you know, Donington is the sort of circuit that, that generates good racing, um, and the jury is out as to which of the stronger cars are around there at the moment. I mean, actually, one, one thing that, that, that we've seen this year is that traditional rear and front-wheel-drive circuits aren't really the same anymore. Yeah. The front-wheel-drive cars are working better at most venues. Rear-wheel-drive uh, parity, if you like, means that it doesn't have quite the same advantage at certain circuits that it yeah. used to. So now, where, like at Croft, we, we, we went into it thinking, right, rear-wheel-drive domination. Well, OK, we did have a, a, an Infinity win and in a BMW, but go back to free practice, the, the two sessions there were taught by front-wheel-drive technology... Um, that's another of the great imponderables the championship and I I, I get mocked for saying this everywhere but the championship evolves and it does and that means that the teams even if it's the same teams that we had last year and the year before they're operating at a better level a higher level because they learn things they get better and better and better and they find that extra nth in the car they find that extra something in the setup. And, and that just moves the game forward every year. It's you know, you, you you look at the teams that were in it in, in when I started doing this for ITV in 2013. Some of the names that were there, and look at the way the grid was formed. You know, with a, a Speedworks at the back and a BTC racing that, that wasn't even on the grid. A BMR that came in yeah. with Warren Scott. You know, and, and see how some of those teams have gone. But equally, some of those teams have pushed forward. Um, the championship does continue to, to to change every year, and part of that is is now that the teams are operating at a a better, a higher level, learning, putting that into practice, and so what you thought you knew about a venue 12 months ago I don't think you can rely on. Uh, Which brings me, I know I said finally, but finally, finally uh, we
0: should just mention of course um, the hybrid, Andrew Jordan here with the uh, the hybrid car this weekend taking part. That could be interesting, couldn't it, in a wry smile sort of
1: way? It's got to be managed quite carefully. It's going to start from the pit lane for the races. It won't take part in the second part of qualifying, so we've got that 25 minutes plus the, 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 the shootout this weekend, which will be good, because on a short lap round here, that'll be really good to see, and, yeah. and, and you don't actually get quite the same dramas of traffic. Andrew's going to start from the pit lane, and my understanding is that he's got to show what the car is capable of, but at the same time don't get involved in the championship battle. So... You know, if he's coming up from the pit lane and he's passing the back of the grid well that's not really affecting the championship in any, any way OK some of those drivers might be trying to go forward and score points but if you had a situation where for the sake of argument Ash Sutton had a problem on the green flag lap and had to start at the back and he's trying to work a way through and so is Andrew uh, and he's got the pace to be ahead of Ash what's he going to do? Mm. Um, that will be interesting to see uh, but yeah and Andrew's clever enough to know what he's got to do and and, and that car is here to show the teams what it's capable of before they all commit to that technology for next season and Andrew's not going to be the one uh, he won't want to be the one that uh, gets the finger pointed for 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 mucking up somebody's race you know andrew's a champion um he's a hard racer yes he's a fast racer he's a, a sensible racer um it will be interesting absolutely to see what that car is capable of in the first part of qualifying in terms of a lap time and where that moves As you know are we going to be a tenth or two quicker than this year are we going to be half a second faster than, than contemporary cars bearing in mind that as next year and that hybrid technology evolve just like i've been saying it will yeah. get quicker as the teams get a, a proper handle on it um, But I think we saw it with NGTC when it came along. It's good that we've got the future running now. Um, Speedworks and and Toker and Cosworth and M Sport have all been busy with the test programme for this car, and they've learnt. Uh, Now it's time to show everybody what they've learnt and and what we're expecting for next year.
0: Uh, In the words of Brian Potter, like garlic bread, it's the future. It It is the
1: future. It is absolutely the future, whether you like hybrid or not. But, of course, what it is going to do is not just make the BTCC more relevant if you like to the motor industry, it's also going with the ability to use a bit more boost, it's going to offer a different dimension to the racing. takes me back to that point about evolution this championship does not stand still Absolutely.
0: ITV4 as usual this weekend uh, David uh, times when are you on air when can people see and hear your dulcet oh, talk That's a
1: very good question it's normally late morning isn't it I think the it's around about half eleven I think I'm right in saying because uh, I've not seen a running order yet but some of the early morning support races will be recorded and might be shown at lunchtime and we're all very excited as a, as a team because not only at Croft were we allowed out of our TV compound into the paddock but this weekend we're allowed back in a comms box so we have a view uh, I can actually see touring cars move which has been a <laughs> rarity other than the Friday evening um, shakedown so yeah we're all very excited to be to be back and looking forward to some great racing not just the touring cars but like I yeah. said because this circuit lends itself to good racing um, you find a support category um, and it'll be good and again because of the championship situation and we've got a new uh, token support the G- uh, GT Academy out of Ginetta just to give us something different so um, we're in for a, a really busy Sunday of good racing. As always a pleasure David have a good weekend. Thanks Steve. Thank